You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, baby. Let's get her fired up. And by she, we mean the show. It's a, it's a female. It's a female show. Yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMBA show. Let's go! Let's go! Man, look how enormous I look in this, this camera angle because it's a three person set. Yeah. Don't I look enormous? Well, your legs look good. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you, you are enormous. That's something. That is part of it. That's part of what's going on here. Yeah. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Sign up today. Use promo code DNVR today because tomorrow to start the show, we're going to come up with some bets that we're mm. going to use to, yeah. you know, have some fun with the draft and the parts where we're not that concerned. You know, the lottery doesn't have anything to do with the Nuggets, so whatever. Um, we are getting our final guest list wrapped up for tomorrow's show, guys. It's going to be great. Uh, there's a chance it's actually ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> great um but so i say that just to say teasing you guys want to set your calendars you want to set your watchers and by the way you don't want to miss the intro we always do an intro for the nba draft so you're going to want to catch the intro that we filmed yesterday we hired ryan green we hired uh, ryan green um we think it's good but you know it might might be bad either way you're going to want to tune in um (laughs) today guys the last day of prep before the draft we're going to be going over the best shooters in the draft, the best defenders in the draft, the best boomer bust prospects, high ceiling, low floor uh, guys, uh, and a couple other top fives just to kind of give you, if you have a thing you're especially, I, we really want defense or we really want shooting, you'll know which guys you're going to be rooting for. To help me do that, I've got the man with the wind in his hair who mm-hmm. compiled these lists. They're his lists that we will argue with, yeah. and he's wearing pants that look like his legs. It's Harrison. <laughs> I like those pants. I'm, I got a very neutral tone going today. It looks uh, like you're naked. So it looks like you, you did a pantsless Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. What day is it? Wednesday. I mean, I could only wish my my skin was this this nice of a color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the problem with these lists is they are my list, which means you guys are gonna get mad at me and disagree with me about Perfect. them. Um, they are also only guys that are probably gonna be available right. with the Nuggets. I'm not right. including any lottery projected right. guys in right. these lists. FYI. So don't get too mad at me. Yeah. Don't get mad. You're like, Chet Holmgren's better. And you're like, yes, of course, yeah. but that, we're not going there. Uh, over here, Magnum P.I. himself, it is Brendan Vogt. How we doing, fellas? I I had a scooter accident on my way to work today. My, my first ever scooter. How break, fast you were you going? Down? Yeah. yeah, break it down. I was going full speed. Full, uh, what is full 30 speed? 30 miles an hour? It's 18? actually now 15. It used to be 25. Oh. 15, though, like it sounds like weak. No, man. 15, no, no like, helmet, yeah. No so this no fella seatbelt. pulls out. <laughs> hey, man, seatbelt saved my life. This fella pulls out. He's parked on the street, side park, and he pulls out right as I'm crossing. Mm. So I come to a stop. Scooter flies out of my legs. I got two choices. I could let it fly into this gentleman's car, Should but I'm broke, so I can't do that. 
So I, I let it swing in my hands. You know the Razor scooters? Remember mm. when they came around and clipped you in the heel? Oh, oh my god, yeah. yeah. When you're trying to do that heel flip or whatever, oh, the, the bar spin. Worse when they're like 25 pounds. Yeah, Logan, I was going Mach 10. Call sign, Maverick. <laughs> That's the worst ever. Uh, well, we hope your Achilles is better. Um, hope you find that Neosporin you're after. Yeah, yeah, it is ble- he is bleeding <laughs> on the couch right now. Um, do we want to hit any news and notes before we get? Uh, is there any big like news or notes around the league? There've been like a few like little things that have troubled. I, I, I was trying to throw you for your Tatum slander. I thought. <laughs> oh, maybe oh I was this. really confused. I did see Bleacher Report put out a nice list. Oh, did they? Bleacher we love Report. lists on this show. We love uh, a nice ranking. Oh, nice player ranks. The time yeah. it is the no, season. Nothing I get more up for than a player ranking in the offseason. Well, how could you not? And the best kinds of player rankings, because it's hard enough to pin them down in the year. So let's just yeah. figure out who the best players are for the next five years. Okay, okay. next five, five years. years. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. We're talking about Jokic's prime. Sure. Yeah, where, where would you guys put back-to-back MVP on that list? Uh, One or two. I would put him on the list. I'd least. put him one, two, and at yeah. the very worst, I'd put him three. Yeah, three. That's what, yeah, maybe three. He came in at four. All right. Wow. That's that's tough. You know who came in at three? <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's not a two-time MVP, I'm guessing. It was Jason Tatum. Oh, wow. Which makes sense, because why pencil in the two-time MVP when you could pick the guy who had the worst finals performance in the last 15 years? <laughs> He's earned it. That is messed up, man. That is messed up. Freaking Jason Tatum. You're right, though. So Vote actually sends this to us in the group chat last night, and it's like... <laughs> It actually was completely self-righteous. It was like, yeah. this is why I do what I do or something like that. Like, this is exactly. why I'm important, guys. It's like, yes, so the world needs vote telling I'm, people. I meant that. So here yeah. we are. Yeah. Thanks, Bleacher Report. Yeah, it's really dumb. Um, real quick, before we get into your list, when I kind of wanted one of the things I did today was I went through and looked at the 21st picks of the last 10 years. Oh, I love this. It's always fun to like go and look and say like, you know what it is. So I looked at the top. Uh, t- the last 10 picks at 21, the last 10 picks at 30, and then I took the best picks of 21 through 30. So like kind of kind of to give you all uh, where the expectation is. Here's the last 10 years. Keon Johnson last year. Bust. <laughs> or early, but still hadn't played. <laughs> Brandon Clark, very serviceable nice player. Nice player. Very serviceable. Grayson Allen. Nice ser- player. Serviceable player. Terrence Ferguson. Oh, Who? Yeah. Terrence, you don't remember Terrence, Terrence Ferguson? Ferguson? Like, of course he I had, remember He him, had man. some upside, but the thing about what's interesting about him is he is an upside. T-Ferg. He's, he's, <laughs> he was a nice guy, too. I liked him. He he was a guy that Good just interview. requires time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, you start to think about if Denver were to draft Brandon Clark this year, that exact guy, you'd be like, you know what? That has a usefulness right out of the package, whatever. Yeah. Which is funny because Terrence Ferguson was on the thunder. He should have gotten all the time in the world. <laughs> but my point is, nonetheless, that he wasn't a guy that if the Nuggets get Terrence Ferguson, this year's Terrence Ferguson, it'd be a disaster. It would oh, actually, yeah. I think, distract Denver from what the ultimate goal is. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? DeAndre Bembry. Eh. 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 Justin Anderson. Bust. Mitch McGarry. Bust. Gorgie Jiang. Good player. Let's slow down on I, Mitch McGarry. Bust. Really? No. no. <laughs> Are you taking a second draft on him? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgie Jiang is an interesting one because he's not good, but he has like narrow useful. Like if Denver got Gorgie. He carved out a nice career. Yeah. And I'm just saying on Denver, I don't think he'd be a guy that fits a five-year timeline, but he might give you one or two years before you trade him or something. Yeah. Jared Sollinger. <laughs> uh, Nolan Smith. Craig Ooh, Brackens. Even Don't even remember him. Craig uh, Brackens. <laughs> That's a made-up player. Yeah, you, you snuck that one in. The there. last 10 30th picks. You guys ready? Oh, oh here God. we go. Buckle Santi up. Aldama. I know him. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. No. Oh. Good, good player, but again, if Denver got uh, him, over, that, maybe the most overrated player in the league. This is, wow. Well, first of all, he was a 30th pick, but nonetheless, distraction. It's just like Denver can't afford a Kevin Porter Jr. right now. Yeah. Omari Spellman. 
Josh Hart. No. Uh, we love a Josh Hart. Josh Hart. I mean, that would be a great one. Damian Jones. No. Eh. Kevon Looney. We love Kevon Looney on this show. Now, Kevon Looney did take some developmental years, you know, so a little bit of developmental time, but nonetheless, a good player, really good player. Kyle Anderson. Nice player. Man, I still remember it. That might be that might have been my first summer league was Kyle Anderson's. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting I like I remember him. He was Virginia, right? UCLA. It's oh, so close. Good try. Nemanja <laughs> Nedovic. 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 Yeah, never really panned out. Festus Azili. Like, Denver got Festus Azili. He was useful for one or two years as right. a backup. He, like, he broke down because of injuries, though. Yeah, he did. Jimmy Butler. Heard of him. Good coffee. Crazy, crazy. And Does then, have that dog in him. Lazar Hayward. Don't Marquette know. legend. Lazar Hayward. So we go now to the best picks in the 20s, outside of the guys I just mentioned. So that gives you a sense, by the way, like, of all the guys we went there through there, there's maybe three or four that you would have said, like, oh, that's a guy that the, if you just copy and paste it into this year's draft, it would be cool for Denver to have had. There's a lot more guys that you would look at and say they're either a distraction because they require time and effort and energy and thought, or they're just like, oh, you hope they would be something they weren't, and then you yeah. move on. So <laughs> I'm just setting expectations here a little lower than what I think people want. I love it. That's, I mean, I've really sort of reframed my perspective on this draft through that that kind of lens in these last few days last year i got caught up a bit in the can they help them right now fit thing that led me to the springer pick the rest is history right. so i do kind of want to avoid that this time around you know especially because being realistic about either pick 21 or 30 coming off of bones we're a bit spoiled is that guy likely to help right. a contender right away not at all and i think a lot of what's funny is a lot of the bust picks are the Jaden springers the guys that you looked at were like, hey, they could be a narrow role right. type guy. And then if they don't fill that role at the NBA level, then they have no other p avenues towards success. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. All right. Best of the 20s. Oh, okay. Maybe. Last 10 years. Evan Fournier. Nice. 20th pick in 2012. He took, I mean, he was a nugget. So like he took some time, but he was a good player. Would he play for Denver today? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But bounced around. Karis Levert. Okay. Grant Williams. Okay. 22nd, mm. 2019. That's a good one. Jared Allen. Okay. Let's put a little let's mark down Jared Allen, okay? Backup center, okay. 22nd pick over then starting center obviously. Um Bo good, Bobby Portis, 22nd pick, same thing. This Hard is going well. Uh Mason Plumley, oh, backup okay. center. Did we just say low ceiling backup center two Man, times in a row? Find your backup center in the early 20s. Kenneth Fareed, 22nd pick 2011. Oh, yes. OG Ananobi, the famous 23rd pick 2017, what could have been? been? Uh Anthony Simons Scoring, good. Anthony nice. Simons to me, though, is like that's a distraction for Denver because it took him a while to get be good, and even now yeah. you look at him and go, "Is he a championship piece?" Dude, are we, did we just learn it's all about backup center? Well, we we'll, we'll keep going. Yeah, I got to adjust my board. Tim yeah. Hardaway Jr. Nice, twenty fourth pick, pick uh, two thousand thirteen. Reggie Jackson, twenty fourth nice. pick, two thousand eleven. But Reggie Jackson bounced around a little bit. Clint Capella, back up center, low ceiling center, right? Well, I think one or his two ceiling is where Jokic is, and he's nearly there now. <laughs> that was like three years ago. 25 years old, 2014. Yeah. Ka or 20, 25th pick. Kyle Kuzma, 27th pick, 2017. Okay. Pascal Siakam, 27th pick. Ooh, That's like spicy Siakam's pee. a good one because if you – the draft on him, like the negatives are, well, he can't shoot and he's awkward. Like you're like, oh. Right. But he actually ended up turning out the best of everything else. But even that did take time, right? It took time. Most little, improved player. A little bit, yeah. Like fastest yeah. improved player, but – Larry Nance Jr. is kind of a backup center, 27. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 27th pick, 2014. Ah, Serbia's ears on Rudy fire. Gobert, 27th pick, famously. Jordan Poole, 28th pick. 
Uh, Keldon John, I love this trio right here in a row. Keldon Johnson, 29th pick. Derek White, 29th pick. DeJounte Murray, 29th pick. I wow. heard the Spurs all had three 29th picks starting for him. Well, Spurs know what they're doing in they the draft. They do know what they're doing. <laughs> this is why when somebody gets drafted to the Spurs, everybody gives that pick yeah. an A. <laughs> they're going to turn into Keldon Johnson level, which is to I say, like, him. really good, but yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, Clint Capella, Larry Nance Jr., Rudy Gobert, Mason Plumley, Jared Allen. So of all, like, we talk about the best guys, they all are the same type of – it's not just that they're both – they're all centers. They're the same type of center. They're not sexy. None of them have, like – Oh, dynamic skill set, Jared Allen. It's like, no, they block shots, they rim roll, and they all yeah. buy into their role. And I just find that interesting because it almost like, again, this is very anecdotal, small sample size, but I do think there is something too when you get later in the draft, maybe you get an upside play like Bones that the flaws don't matter as much as they you thought they might, or maybe you get the... Um, what is this, the old metaphor, the hedgehog and the, and the fox? The fox can do everything, but the hedgehog can do one thing well, right? He gets in the little ball, so whatever. Like, maybe you get sure, the guys huh. that can't do a whole <laughs> lot, but it's like, can they block shots? Can they roll hard to the rim? And right. are they comfortable doing that? Yeah. That might be the easiest skill set to be like they do that. And there is one guy in here, Coloco, who is like, that. that's him. He's Clint Capella. Yeah, and it's interesting because all those backup centers, backup bigs that you named, that they're in this second crop of prospects where at the top of this draft you know you've got the Holmgrims of the world the right. jabari smiths then you've got mark williams out of duke jalen duran out of memphis those are your top bigs and then there's a gap and then you get into the guys that are projected to go in the 20s right like the walker kesslers uh coloco out of arizona now, there's a couple other guys early second round potentially so there could be that type of player available right. In the 20s, after you get past the uh, the Williams and the Durans of the world. I just thought it was an interesting trend to look at. I also wonder, like, for Denver, you would love for a guy to develop to be good enough that he's worth a lot of money. But in, And in three, four years when there were time to be paid, Denver might have that. It might be time for Denver Nuggets, you know, 2.0, you know, or whatever. But I do also think with a, a young center, if you get a great young center, but he's not quite good enough to be your tentpole player but you get them for three years and they're a three-year impact player and then at the fourth year everybody wants them so they're a yeah. trade asset yeah sometimes that's like the best use of a late first is you get three years of useful low contract absolutely and a fourth year he's a great trade chip so it's just something to kind of consider again i was going through this i was looking for trends and that was the only trend i saw and i was like huh interesting i mean if you pick that guy at backup center are you comfortable playing him next year i mean again it depends maybe maybe if it's coloco Maybe. I mean, again, like it's possible because I think it's such an easy role. And also, I do think, unlike last year where it was the only option Denver had, I think there is something, too. If you have a Coloco, you could also have the option of playing Zeke Naji at the five sometimes. Like, oh, Coloco's not working out today or it's a bad matchup. Let's go to a small ball one. I think last year it was the only thing they had. Teams could game plan for one thing and... It kind of became an Achilles heel. but Don't know if we'll you see. guys have a sense of this Kamagate more of a project than right away, or do we think he could also fill that role? He's a guy I was thinking about in that early second round range. Maybe the 30 range. Well, he's a he's a three-year player, right? He's been in Arizona for three years. so That's Coloco. Kamagate is the guy from France. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. I don't think you can pick him and be like, all right, you're a backup center. I don't okay. think so. All right. Probably um, not, right? Can we... I, probably... We're going to get into some of these top fives. Can we start with Boomer Bust? I know we you had him on the sheet in a different order, but let's do top five Boomer Bust before we take a break. That way we can spend some more time 
on the other one. Top five boomer bus players. Starting with Niko Jovic. <laughs> um, wow. I think he could be the ultimate boomer bust guy of this draft. Kind of similar to Pokashevsky last year. Maybe yeah. it was like 20% boom potential, 80% bust potential. Yeah. I feel like Jovic is kind of in that category. I sound like I'm hating on him, but it, it's just the type of archetype of prospect that he is. Right. From overseas, didn't even really play a ton last year. I just don't feel like there's a huge track record of success for those types of guys that are really young. And he's a, I mean, you pick like bucket getter. Is that kind of the way you view like what he does best right now? Shooter. He's a shooter. shooter. But he didn't shoot well last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he does a little bit of Mario Hazonia. You know, like there's a little Mar mm. Mario Herzogna. We've seen Zana Musa. Like, it's not to like try to lump all European players into one basket, but it is this idea of like a ball handling, playmaking, lead, lead or or high usage guy. Yeah. And it, it's it is, I think, inevitably a little boomer bust. In part because the biggest difference between the NBA and some of the other leagues is like size, strength, athleticism, and it's hard to know how those things translate for a guy that hasn't played a lot against them. So oh, I yeah, see it. Right. Uh, Dale and Terry's on that list because he just might not be able to shoot. Yeah. And like that's the big question mark with him. I like Dale and Terry. I think he's going to be good just because he's going to be a good defender. But if he can't shoot and he's not like the high impact defender that we think he might be, that could be a bust. Mm. He's also like averages under 10 points per game, right? right. Like there's. There's always this thing in the draft where we just assume these guys are more than what they show. And you're like, in the Pac-12, you average 10 points per game. But in the NBA, you're going to give more than that? You never know. Yeah. He's having a good workout circuit. That's a guy who people talk about a lot. Oh, so. people love talking about him. Uh, Blake Wesley, the freshman point guard out of Notre Dame. If he can't shoot, I, I don't know how good he's going right. to be either. Um, everything's kind of riding on guy. him developing a three-pointer. Kendall Brown out of Baylor, just a 6'8" incredible athlete something's I mean, up with him i mean he's yeah. just like a top one percent athlete maybe the best athlete in the draft should be a good defender what the heck is he going to do other than that like get out in transition dunk the ball uh how playable is he going to be in some environments and then bryce mcgowan who i actually kind of like you can see some zach levine in his game but nebraska it seems like he's going to be the type of guy yeah out of nebraska that he's just going to need the right situation to really like let his game grow and, and marinate a little bit. So friend of the show, Voyaslav, he uh, hit me up because we were really tough on McGowan's and he was like, Hey man, that's a terrible program, which it is Nebraska. Yeah. And you know, that's a place where like good prospects go to die. And so there were there, he had this sense of he's probably not as selfish as dumb or the, all these things. It's that they don't have a very good organization. there, mm -hmm. a very good program. So maybe cut him a little slack in that. Now, I don't know. I like watching some of the clips. Like you see when they say, "Hey, it's bad shot selection," and you see him like miss wide open cutters and take a fall away. Like, whose fault is that? But nonetheless, um, it should be taken with a grain of salt. There is something too. Also, these good players in terrible organizations. That sure. Maybe there is something better there. We're looking at a guy like Zeke too, who obviously played well in college, but maybe what was displayed and showcased. He's right. a good example too of a guy who maybe you don't always know the whole book. DraftKings Sportsbook oh, we'll go to uh, add. wants hockey fans to know <laughs> that the final chase for the Stanley Cup is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final, has a can't-miss offer for the most exciting series in sports. New customers can bet $5 on either team to win their game. Guess what? You get $100 in free bets no matter what. Win or lose seems like a good deal to me. But remember, 
I'm an idiot. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the final DraftKings same game parlays? You can do just that. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. After all, it's yours. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win. You get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code DNVR DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Wind. Do we have a pick of the week? Oh, we do have a DraftKings pick of the week. What do we got? We got the Avs lightning man what are you gonna go here are you gonna give the paris and win kiss of death oh no i've been hot on my DraftKings kings pick of the weeks i don't know what you're talking about i'm taking the abs tonight of course yo can i tell you something please i mean i love this abs team and it's funny man it's fun the abs are kind of ruining hockey for me because they're so fun but as much as they have dominated like i watch breaking the game they're just so fun that you're like what other team is going to be as fun as this they win by six goals every game but (laughs) Then they lose this last one, and it's funny because they've just kicked ass. And I'm like, hockey is a game more than any other sport where I feel like you could see the shifts like in real time. Like once, you know, once I think it was three one, yeah, you just yeah, felt yeah. like the air gets sucked out of like the abs of sails, and you're like, okay, we'll see. So tonight, I'm the for the first time all playoffs, I'm nervous. Okay, um, I'm taking the abs minus one ten on the money line. The I love it. I needed. Mark it the down. Book needed. it. Hey, dude, we don't cover the team. We can be cocky. Let's go abs. They're can rolling. I, can I tell you, man? The brightest timeline. They get the win tonight. Closeout game. Friday night at the DNVR bar. Mm. Is there going to be a hotter ticket? Maybe ball arena. That ball would be arena. A, ball arena yeah, would be a hotter yeah, ticket. Slightly. Outside of that, a Friday night, and if you win a Stanley Cup, uh, Kale, if they could Super- win it on a on a Friday, like it would be amazing, but. It will. I will say, Super Producer Yee Here's Wedding is on Friday. That might be a hunter ticket. That might be a hunter ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Super Producer Yee Here's Wedding for sure. Um, so hot oh, from that. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, now. Really quick, actually, we do have to talk about Green Mountain Dental Group because oh, hey, we've had several DNVR listeners switch over there. You guys know, if you know the program, if you know DNVR, if you know BSN, then you definitely know Green Mountain Dental Group. Longtime friends going back to the BSN days. Uh, they're in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR Sports. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. You get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you leave. Tweet at us when you go. Tweet at us when you get that toothbrush. Tweet at us when you brush your teeth if you want. That's a little weird, but I will retweet it. Tag us and them when you go. Show them how this community can support our biggest sponsors. Check them out. Remember, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and you re- receive a free Sonicare toothbrush as well. Alrighty, back here, segment two, DMVR Nuggets. Don't forget, tomorrow, 445, we go live and we stay live for the rest of the night, basically, as all the different things happen. The Nuggets, two draft picks, uh, potential trades. We'll have some great guests on, breaking down all the stuff that's going on. It's just a good time. We put a lot of work into it. Whole staff here at DNVR puts their hands uh, into this one, and, and it's going to be a great one. So set your reminders. Watch us. Don't watch Jay Billis. Come on. Don't don't watch Stephen A. Smith. And these guys, come on. You want to hang out with the DNVR homies. Do you want to hear about Kyrie Irving? Or yeah, have do you, you heard of the latest about guys? Dale and Terry? You guys want to hear about James Harden and, and, and all those No, news? I no. don't. Do you guys, what do the Lakers do this year? What you, you, see what the you guys want to know is how many players we comp to Gary Harris. You know that. <laughs> we know that. All right. Let's get into the fun stuff here. Top five shooters available for the nuggets and what did you do outside of the lottery so starting at 15 basically this is lottery to kind of end of the first early second 
Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara was one of the best catch and shoot guys in the entire country Man. last year. Shot over 40% from three. We've been hyping up this guy so much, I feel like NBA teams have taken notice. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? He's now being projected to go in the teens after being in the early 20s a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we'll see if he falls to Denver. I don't know. We can hold out hope. He's number one on my board still. Jake LaRavia out of Wake Forest. I said on the show yesterday, I've seen a lot of draft prospects come into Denver for pre-draft workouts. I can't remember a shooter who has an easier, cleaner, smoother shot than Jake LaRavia. I mean, the guy has a picture-perfect three-point stroke. He's going to be just your classic pick-and-pop big, I think. Malachi Branham out of Ohio State, who's been slipping game. a little in the draft. Mid-range game, but he's also got a great three-point shot as well, I think. I, I think he's going to be a very good three-point shooter. Caleb Houston, we talked about him yesterday out of Michigan, should come in. I don't know what else he's going to do, but he's going to have a really good three-point shot. <laughs> right, right. And then I had to throw Christian Brown and Wendell Moore on this list as well. Man, Two guys that we've talked about a lot, both have really good three-point shots as well. Terrible list. <laughs> okay. Terrible list. Here we go. Okay. You're missing the the number one guy. In you also my opinion. cheated on your second graphic. <laughs> what was it? You put two, oh, two of them in there. Yeah, come on, man. He, he did the work. I know. I well, those guys are so similar. Like we've been just talking about them hand yeah, in hand. I don't. Yeah, Brown, I, Brown's three. I just hate, man. It's just gross looking. I know it goes in. And I know the numbers matter, but to me, it's just not a pretty. People way smarter than me really like Christian Brown. I know. There's there's so, there's definitely some buzz for him. So I'm gonna have to like. He's definitely on my least favorite list. We don't want. We're gonna have a Zeke Nash. <laughs> we're gonna have a total Zeke Nash. I'm prepared to be wrong about this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so how do you leave Abaji off? Because he's predicted to go in the lottery. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Oh, okay. yeah, no, that's he's it. not. He's not predicted to go in the lottery. I mean, he's 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 fourteen. He's around 14, 15 <laughs> to twenty-one. Like I've seen him as low as twenty-one. No, on some you're right. You're wrong. I, well, I will say this. I will say this. Poking around with some people, you know, just around the team. There's a chance. I don't, I think they feel the same way. Like sure. probably a little bit. Someone's but, going to. But that there are avenues by which he would fall in the draft, and we yeah. know this. A lot of times with the draft. Every team needs somebody different. Everybody values people different, scout different, whatever. So you can have a guy at Abaji who's sure. fair value is 14. But the teams that want him are at 15 sure. and 17. Sure, sure, sure. and Or maybe it's just 15 and 24. And if like it passes on one, one thing happens that all of a sudden the team that should be taking him and liked him the most doesn't, everybody else already kind of has their guys sure. And then they end up falling five spots instead of one, which is what you would think. All it takes is like one person reaching, and everyone sort of projected board right. starts to slide Absolutely. from there. Like Michael Porter is the exa ultimate example of this. It was like he was like five or six, and some of the intel came out, and then he slipped. And you think, well, he would slip one or two. No, he slipped all the way, and he might have slipped all the way out of the first round just because yeah. of how it was. So yeah. sometimes it just takes the one team that's like, that's the guy we liked, and so we're going to go there. There's always a draft morning surprise <laughs> where – Somebody's medical records get leaked, <laughs> or somebody it get the it's word actually twenty five years old. Yeah. Not, like, the on. word gets around that this guy has just been awful in interviews. Like some, there's right. going to be some storyline that comes out the morning of the draft that sends somebody slipping. So Abaji to me, um, I think tomorrow when we do our top fives, I think he's going to be number one. Um, we, you know, we Denver's talked about trading up, down, or sideways. That's right. If they do trade up, to me, that's the only guy. That I would be like, if you're going to consolidate two picks and turn into one, that's the only guy to me that I would be excited to do that about mm -hmm. in a realistic range. Of course, if you got up to like Sohan or something like that. But if you were just saying 21 and 30 to move up to 16 to take him, 
It's the only guy I, th- I like. Not even Tari Eason. Abaji would be number one on the shooters list. All right, so he would be number one. Best shooter All right. if he's in the range. Your list? Redeemed. Your yeah. list redeemed. Um, let's go to top five ready now. Top, top five, five ready, ready now. right now. These are guys, they're going to play next year for sure. Yeah. Or probably. Let's start <laughs> with our guy, Jalen Williams. Really? I'm kind of surprised here. Oh, yeah, man. He, junior out of Santa Clara. Got a lot of games under his But I think he's just got an NBA-ready game. Uh, EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. I think he's got an NBA-ready game, too. He's just a man amongst boys in the Big Ten. I think he's going to step in and play a role. EJ Liddell, real quick, upside rookie season. If he was like on Denver, what's the upside rookie season for him? Uh, like a Zeke Naji from last year. So he's like one year beyond Zeke. Yeah, Nagy I don't almost. think Liddell's a fit in Denver really. Um, Wendell Moore also ready now. Yeah, I agree with that. We've talked about like that. that. Christian Brown ready now. And Marjan Bochamp, who I feel like is becoming my guy. I did a big film breakdown on him on the DNVR.com. Nice it's up plug. right now. I'm liking Bochamp more and more the more I look at his game. Like I am I am a fan. I think he's pretty NBA ready. Played in the G League last year, which I think you get some points for. I just think he's gonna come in and be a factor definitely on the defensive end of the floor from day one. I'm I'm a Bochamp guy. Yeah, I think he's got a chance to be a non-zero too offensively i really do so the idea of a guy who okay you know he can do that one thing you need but maybe you don't quite have to pick and choose so much and then with jalen he's a guy who i think i'm surprised by this one number well, one most ready or he, i guess he, he, i think so yeah i don't know what, what wendell say it's his list with him i just think he sees and understands the game so well yeah. that there may not be this sort of overwhelming and jarring jump for him he has such a mature game yeah is how i Pre- describe precisely it. i agree with that does he yeah. have the physical traits to be in the nba right away is he a, or is he a guy that needs to spend one year getting his body nba ready i think his body's good i think i think he's good he's strong i think he uses his body well he's kind of got a little bit of that old man's game to him where he's just always in control i I think he's pretty NBA ready. That's an interesting list here, man, um, for NBA ready guys. Wendell Moore's another one. He's one of my guys I like. I mean, I like him a lot, especially at 30. I really like him at 30. Yeah. But I, I, if I picture him being on the Nuggets, does he play? I guess he does play next year. I mean, I think Denver could go into the season with him as sort of the fifth guard. Or I would definitely say. year two. You could, I would yeah. Um, why do you think EJ Liddell's not a Nugget fit? He's a six-seven power forward, and I just think the Nuggets are kind of stacked at that position. Aaron Gordon—that's his best position. Right. Michael Porter Jr.—that's his best position. Yeah, that's They've true. got Jeff Green still on this roster that's as true. of now. Zeke Naji, like the Nuggets, want to see what Zeke Naji is going to give them next season in his third NBA season, and they still don't really but know what he is. Is there any chance that Zeke Naji is on the trade block for the Nuggets? Like, it, it Would it, EJ Liddell make sense if it was like Zeke Naji and 30 for something else? Maybe it's not a pick, but it's a player, and all of a sudden now you do have room for uh, an EJ Liddell. I mean, maybe. I just think the Nuggets like Zeke Naji enough to be like, we want to see what he can give us unless there's just like a no-brainer trade out there. Right. And I don't think another team is going to look at Zeke Nash and be like, that's our guy. A report came out today that the Pacers have a lot of players they like in the back half of the draft, allegedly. Malcolm Brogdon. Pacers? Yeah, the, Malcolm Brogdon, the piece, you know, most likely yeah. to be moved. I mean, is there like 
again, I think you, you need more into this deal, but is there some type of deal that includes the 21st pick, Zeke Naji, and you get back a Brogdon? A Brogdon. So, you know, maybe it would open. I don't know. Just That's just one of the things I think about. Is we I've, keep picturing I've thought Zeke about Nagy. that deal also, the Brogdon one. What it, is it? Yeah, it's probably like, what else are you putting in there, Monte Morris? I mean, I'm just not a big Brogdon guy. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm with you. I'm um, lower. It'd be a win-now trade for sure. Like you're you're putting your chips into the you're into more, the pool you're to more, get Brogdon. You're more in on him though than you are Monte. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I just I don't know. Brogdon's not the guy I'm trying to go out and get. Yeah. It's, it's just not. Yeah. I don't know if the comparison is like him versus Monte or him versus what else Monte might be able to get you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, how important do you think ready win now is for the Nuggets? Not important, actually. So there's some guys that are actually like that we haven't even. Covered in this draft that are almost draft and stash type players, yeah, like one year G League or stash. And I'm like, it to me, it seems so foreign, but maybe it shouldn't be. At the beginning of this, I was like, all right, I need my ready now defender that's gonna right, come in right. and just be yeah. able to play rotation minutes from day one. You need J- your Jaden Springer, right? Right, you need and your the Springer. more I think about it, yep. F them picks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't even want any. Like, well, I'd be fine with a guy at 30 because 30 is low-key, like, the best pick in the first round because you the get cheapest, the guy on the four-year contract round. on the cheap. But whoever they take in the draft most likely is not going to be a factor next year on this team. He's just not. Is there any scenario? I know money gets Especially tight. in the playoffs. It, money gets really tight here, but is there any scenario where it's actually better to have a stash if it's better to have a player that doesn't take up a roster spot this year? But then you just have more that contracts would be to better fill than yeah. having a bull bull on the end of your bench, you well, know. But to your point, then you got to fill that contract through some. You got to find someone externally, some other way. That roster spot, rather. So. Right. Which maybe they can do. I, 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 don't, by, I don't know. by the way, though, I I fully agree with everything Harrison just said. I don't know. I was so obsessed with fit again. Totally. To, we, and, this is the path that always goes. <laughs> and even the you run through that list that Adam did. Even the guys who worked out, it's such. It's an even smaller list when you go. How many of them year one? We're ready to go. Right. And how important is that really? I, th- I think Akil brings up a great point in the comments. Jordan Poole is a 30th pick. That's the development path that I right. think Denver could get behind here. A guy who maybe two years from now emerges and all of a sudden you're like, wow, here's another piece of the core. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have to remember piece. Golden State's path, though, that they basically had his rookie season be a wasted season. Yeah, they exactly. got a second season. You know, that wasn't quite a fully wasted season. But again, like, I just don't know if Denver's in that. And another reason I think Jalen Williams is such an interesting person to have on your like ready now list is he just plays such a complicated role. It's like quarterback in the NFL or something like if you were going to be a pick and roll facilitator and scorer. That's so different. Like, ready now to me is Wendell Moore, who it's like, you got a guard, you got to stand in the corner. You know, it's easy. Like, Jalen Williams would need to, like, know the playbook and understand how to read a playbook and get people. We even saw with Bones, who was surprisingly a a very ready now player last year. Even he, that was the curve that he had to get over early on. Yeah. I just think Jalen Williams has a mature game, and he's just a really good basketball player, kind of in the same way Bones is. Yeah, he he's a hooper. Is. He just gets on the floor. You throw him into a pickup game, and he's just good to go. I think. I think there's something to that. Wouldn't you love the Jalen Bones backcourt too? Like, I mean, there's not a lot of big defensive second unit, especially if that young they are. But boy, two playmakers. Yeah. See the other thing about nice. Bones. He is a hooper, but there's basketball player in him. Oh, way, for sure. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. It's a point guard. All right, let's take our break. On the other side, we're going to get to top five defenders. 
top five highest upside, which should be, should be fun. That's the two everybody wants to know about. Okay. Defense and upside. Adam, pop quiz. What is the official beer of DNVR? That would be Breckenridge Brewery. That would be Breckenridge Brewery. Right Harrison. now, you know what I'm drinking? Oh, what are you drinking? The Avalanche Amber. You're drinking the Avalanche Amber. Do you know about the score two for a brew deal? Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Well, so right now, obviously, the Avalanche are playing, and they're typically whipping ass. If they score two or more goals in the first period, which everyone enjoys, Breck Brewery is going to spot your Avalanche Amber Ale. If you bought one from a bar. They need two in the first period tonight. They need it. They need it. So go ahead and buy your Avalanche Amber Ale at a bar right now because Breck Brew. We'll pay you back via rebate when you upload that receipt after they do score two goals tonight. Or if you're still feeling nuggetsy ahead of the draft, get that Mile High City Kapalaga. It's real good. Tastes good. And it looks like the nuggets because the thing's on the can. Check out Breckenridge Brewery. And don't forget the Breck Beer Locator, the neatest tool around. What else do we got? Hifaka TV. These guys are so neat. People had such a hard time watching their favorite sports teams in Colorado this year. And Ivaka stepped in and said, you know what we'll do? We'll do what the billionaires won't. We're going to get your teams back on TV. So right now, you don't have to worry about that cable provider. Just hook yourself up with Ivaca because they have Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, and also DNVR, baby. We got a channel on that service, and that service is available in both Denver and Colorado Springs. I know you want it. How do you get it? You go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. That's evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month for the first three months plus receiver. No contracts, no hidden TVs. They get the people going. All right. We are back. Segment three, final segment, filling out our top fives ahead of tomorrow's draft. The green room attendees just came out. Well, it's been out, I think, for a little the bit. The full list just dropped. I, I know that Jovic got the invite. Jovic um, got one, yeah. Yeah. How do they determine this, by the way? Usually it's like, okay, all lottery guys, and then they'll add a few extra. But like Bol Bol famously was a green room guy that had to sit there by himself for freaking four hours. I know. If you're a guy like Jovic, it's a, it's a risky going green room for sure. <laughs> you think? Yeah. He because it's it, they like I think the league does some reporting of their own, and they're like, all right, who do we think is going to go in the first round? Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think Misco will be? That means he'll be there. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. He'll be sitting there, uh, the yeah, green room know. with him. Uh, we'll find out. Um. All right. Top five defenders. Everybody wants defense. Oh yes. Walk, Top walk me through. Five defenders in the draft. Tari Eason. Burr, 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 burr. Number. He's the number one, one defender. I love. He's this my team. number one defender who's he, who's in he, the Nuggets range. Who's he like? Jay Crowder. He's Herb Jones, man. He, he's, he's Herb Jones. He's defender. Herb Jones. Yeah. Wow. Same measurables. Same kind of blocks. He's thicker rate. though. He's thick, Herb Jones. Tari Eason. I I think that's the comp. Um, your four can go play up and guard some threes, can play five in a small ball lineup, can defend all over the floor, how on the he, ball, help side. Can I ask you, how did he not get ready now? He's a sophomore. He's kind of young. But do you think like if he was on the Nuggets next year, he wouldn't play? Um, I don't think I, I mean I think situational, maybe. Okay. You know, situational. I don't think he'd be a lock to play. You got Jeff Green. You've got uh, if they got Terry Eason because I think they would take him if he's available. Like if that if that's an option, yeah. I think it's an e no question they're Definitely. going to take him. He's almost certainly not going to be available. That's the flip side. But if he was, for whatever reason, I think they take him. And then you look at that and you go, do they keep Jeff Green and Zeke Naji, or do they look at that and go, wow, we didn't expect to get him. That gives us flexibility with those guys. Let's see what's out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if Terry Eason falls into their lap at twenty one, and there would have to be something 
that like pops up that we don't really know too much about for him to fall that far. I think he's being projected in you know the late teens right now. Uh, but um, if he fell to twenty one, I, I think he could definitely be the pick. Yeah, and I even wonder. I know he's six eight, and offensively, like the shot, you're not quite sure about. But I even wonder if you could get away with him at small forward in certain lineups because of the defensive versatility. I just think he's quick think enough, so. and if the shot comes along, you know, you put a six eight guy there. You start thinking about the other pieces. We're talking about that idea of just getting the Nuggets bigger and longer, even if not better, right on defense, just bigger and longer. And I think he helps. Yeah, uh, he's he's an interesting one. Number one defender, though. I was a little surprised by that. All right, who num- would you have? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get <laughs> so that's, a, that's an important. <laughs> well, no, no. Like, I mean, you got guys like Bochamp. You know, you got guys he's like there, you know, yeah. you got some of these other guys. But Tari Eason at number one, just especially as. as Emphatically, he has him. Actually, your number two guy might be number one, although it's with, with, it's hard to do centers. But go ahead. Yeah, it is Walker Kessler out of Auburn. He just won NCAA Defensive Player of the Year. He averaged four point six blocks per game last year. He's a monster. He's a huge guy. He's a wall at the rim. He's a force in the paint. Uh, there's he's being projected to go to the Timberwolves at nineteen in ESPN's latest mock draft. That's That'd cr- be. An interesting pick for Tim Connolly. Oh my God! Yeah. By the way, the words out of out of Minnesota, Tim Connolly moving to Carlton Towns to power forward. I'm just like, are you more worried about that because you think it's going to be awesome, or are you like, what the hell? What the hell? Day, you know, Dave. <laughs> it's a bold move to get in there and do that. Dave Moore actually was tweeting that Towns playing alongside a center is not actually as out of left field as it seems. He's done it before, mm-hmm. like with guys like Taj and. Even with Vanderbilt right now, who is that four? He right, also right. it's yeah. he can't They're do anything roles, offensively, yeah. so it's kind of it's not that dissimilar. So it's not super. Tim Connolly sliding Vanderbilt to the bench, his guy. Oh, God. oh man, poor. Can you imagine? Poor Vanderbilt gonna get traded by Tim Connolly. Yeah, he twice. saw the Tim news. He was like, dude, come on, come on, what the heck? Um, yeah, he's look. We've seen Jokic in the past struggle with. Twin Tower lineups. Now Denver wasn't always. They kind of had their own Twin Tower that wasn't a tower with Paul Millsap. Yeah. So I think there is a solution to a Twin Tower for Jokic-led offense. You put a stretchier player out there, but nonetheless, I'm I'm intrigued. And also Kessler. I don't think Denver. Um. You know, I don't think he'll be Denver's pick, but I don't he is a guy that when you talk about elite rim protection, <laughs> it's a weird bold. But if you told me in four years. So he plays three years as a backup, plays 15 minutes a game. In four years, is there not a team that looks out there and goes, oh, rim protector, seven foot one, knows the game, you know, can do this? We'll take that. You know, that's a, that's a good guy. I, th- I think that there's a realistic scenario there. Yeah. He's also pretty fluid for being as big as he is. Yeah. I've also got Dale and Terry on this list. I, I mean, if Dale and Terry hits, it's going to be mostly because of his defense. Six, seven, switch everything. He's all over the floor on defense. On the ball, help side, he's everywhere. Shooting the gaps. Yeah. Marjan Bochamp, I think he is going to come into the league, and I wrote this yesterday, as a better uh, team defender than on ball. Mm. But I think in due time, he's going to be a very, very good defender, both on and off the ball. Help side, he's got some rim protection. He's just like a ridiculous athlete, so he can really contest things at the rim. He's got a nose for the ball. He's got good hands as well. So I'm I'm high on Bochamp, as you can tell. And Phil, well, real quick, what's the gap between Terry and Bochamp in your mind? How big of a gap is that? I don't think there's that big of a gap. Mm. Um, and honestly, I have Bochamp ahead of Terry on my board because Terry just can't shoot. Yeah. And Bochamp 
did not have a good shooting season last year, but we watched him shoot yesterday. He looked pretty good, and even his shot in the G League looked better than Dalen Terry's did last year. I've just got some concerns about Terry's shot. Um, but Bochamp, I, I just think, is more well-rounded also. I, I can feel you talking yourself into Bochamp with each passing minute. Oh, it's, I mean, by the end of this show, he might be number one <laughs> on the board. But yeah. as a defender, though, you think they're, like, neck and neck? <sighs> Maybe Terry's slightly higher, um, just because that's, I think, more a focus of his game. Okay. And Bochamp is more of a two-way guy. Okay. Terry is more of a defense first, so I, I think mm. Terry's slightly ahead. Interesting. Yeah. Then last on your list. Last I had Christian Brown, my guy. Um, this who, is your guy, you huh? Hate. <laughs> He's six on my board. Every draft guy who follows the draft. entire NCAA season and draft loves his defense. So I, I've got to think there's something to it. Uh, they also love him in Denver. You yeah. know, it's just it seems hard yeah. to get away. A from. lot of draft people that I've been reading like Brown, like Brown more than Abaji. Mm. Which is really? interesting. But he's yeah. teammates, yeah. Like, he's a guy too that I think is hard to pin down on the boards in terms of where he's going. You know? Some people seem to be a lot higher on him than others, but I, I don't know. Who likes him more than Abaji? Like give me an example. You really see um, him more more ahead sometimes. I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, I've seen it a couple places. That's crazy to me. Not like willing to rank them in the opposite order, but being like I wouldn't be surprised if Brown's a better NBA player so, than Abaji. I've long said that my like basketball takes on these, we, you know, we just scouted 30 players over the last like month, like not even that long of a period of time. There's no way I should feel that confident. I really believe that people that do feel too confident in this, either you're doing this all year round or you're just like fooling yourself. So like I don't have str super strong takes about about any of these guys. I do want the one thing you don't get when we the way we do scouting when we're watching the videos we're watching the breakdowns we're reading the articles we get a sense of a guy's skill set you don't get a sense of how do they impact winning and when yes. I see a championship team like Brown versus Abaji if I just compare their skill sets I'm like Abaji's way better that's why I'm so blown away but I wonder if all the people telling you this are guys that are watching Kansas every night and they're right. like no the contribution to winning comes from over here a little bit more and it doesn't necessarily show up in, in you know, the stats or the, yeah, the skill sets. Probably some of that. Could be. I don't know. I do know a lot of people like him, and I know that part of why I hate him is because his shot is gross and he has a negative wingspan. Desmond Bain 2.0, baby. Two things that, like, just, like, I over... I don't over... think his shot is gross. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's a little gross to me. It's a little gross. This doesn't look, it doesn't look so natural. All right. The last one we've got, the top five highest upside. Okay. Highest <laughs> upside. We're talking superstars here. Yeah, so I put Tari Eason number one on this list Man. in the Nuggets range. I mean, I think if you look at Eason, 6'9", 7'2", wingspan, he could be an elite defender, and it looks like he can shoot the three a little bit too. Like He could just be the type of defender that the Nuggets need and that like a lot of teams mm. covet in the front court, being able to guard three, four positions, Tons of steals, blocks at the rim. Like he's got all NBA defensive upside to me, and that's enough to get him in the top five in, in but, this range of the draft. But is he more than say Robert Covington? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He yeah. he. You look at Tari Eason's steal and block rate in college. It like blows Herb Jones's out. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he also was like competent offensively. I know there's at the next level because like you know his handle and everything, but. At the very least, he will be a freak in transition. You know, I yeah. think he just kind of. There's some Pascal Siakam more. to his game, also. Yeah, 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I like the upside. That's interesting. But is he an all-star upside in your oh, opinion? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. This all is NBA, my mind. All NBA defense upside, all-star upside All NBA sure. defense upside, I can see that. I can see that. But I'm trying to think of a player that's like an all- pa- Pascal Siakam. Oh, man, that's wild. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, that's a star. Okay. Yeah. I also threw Jaden Hardy on this list, a guy we haven't talked about, but yeah. Jaden Hardy You're right. He's a superstar mold. Is, yeah. was projected <laughs> as a top five pick this time last year. He is in the mold of a guy who, you know, if he's not scoring and the number one option and doing it efficiently, how really valuable is he? He right. could have been a boomer bus guy. He could have been a boomer bus guy, but I think he's at least going to score it a little off the bench. Yeah. You know, he could be your uh, Cam, Cam Thomas John, off Cam the Thomas, bench, yeah. uh, your Dion Waiters <laughs> off the bench. Um, so if oh everything boy. hit for him, yeah, there's something there. Dale and Terry also, I, I just think he's got so much upside. He's so young. He's 19 years old, and he's just got such a unique and versatile game where I feel like if he hits, he can just be like an Andre Iguodala jack-of-all-trades guy I want who Iguodala. can fit in on any type of team. I think there's a ton of upside there. It is so funny, man. There's like not many Iguodalas, and I know people, sometimes some fans in Denver still hate him, but the thing about Iggy is not, again, his skill set individually like shoot past this like it's yeah. that he's he just gets it all, all around yeah also malachi branham who i think could be chris middleton i, he I like just this one. really yeah. reminds me of that with his offensive game great from the mid-range great looking Man. shot should be a good defender as well it's gonna be interesting seeing where he goes that's the, the, the team that takes him i there's good fits and bad fits. I'm I'm intrigued by I, him. A I lot. really wonder if we're sitting here at 21 and he's slipping to no 16, way. 17. You got to take him. 18. You got to take him. One and done out of Ohio State. I mean, he is a legit starting two guard in this <laughs> league. I think that would be the funniest guy to fall. Doesn't really fit in any needs. Yeah. But man, he's a hooper. Yeah, he's a hooper. He's and, a, and a basketball player. He's a hooper basketball yeah. player. And finally, Nikola Jovic. <laughs> I think he does have wow. a ton of upside. He's boomer bust, but. If everything really? goes his way, I think he could be Daniil Gallinari. That would be incredible at 21. Do you think he could be the next Jokic slash Durant hybrid <laughs> the chat wants to know? Uh, 1% chance. The next. Yeah. I don't know if we have seen I that I don't know if I yet. see. Like, what is Jokic's 100th percentile outcome? Gallinari. Is that? I mean, that's. At 21? So the, the fifth most upside is Gallinari? But we're at 21 and 30. In this range? In the post-lottery range, I think you could get Daniil Gallinari and be ecstatic. I'm trying to think of some guys over here that maybe have a higher a high upside of some of these guys. I mean, Patrick Baldwin we talked about yesterday. I don't really see the upside being higher than that. Um, Jake LaRavia? No. Okay. Uh, That's the Mania Bielitsa 2.0. Is there, like, Kendall Brown, to me, actually has a little bit of this to him like Kendall Brown's the biggest and one of the bigger enigmas yeah to me. Kendall Brown is tough because I don't know what he is yeah yeah what kind of player is Kendall Brown I'm still surprised at how tempered everyone is with him because yeah. when you talk about the positives just under 6'8 six, 6'11 six, wingspan arguably the top athlete in the draft he's just, seven on my board vote just that description alone I mean half the teams in the league at least consider it right but I know there's a lot of questions offensively. I just wonder if there are other questions as well. Not yeah. that I know anything. I just wonder. I just wonder if he has a little bit higher upside than, than we're giving him credit for here. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he figures out how to score. He's um, probably a monster. I, the one that's funny to me, and he could have been on the boomer bust role as well as David Roddy. I know we talked about mm. him early, a lot early on. 
I don't think David Roddy's the next Draymond Green. I don't think he's one of those guys. But I do think that there's a chance that he's like a winning piece. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not a star. And when we talk about upside, we're usually talking about star, superstar upside. But David Roddy might end up being the guy that like every team wants, a la P.J. Tucker over yeah, the yeah. last decade, where it's just like he's the perfect combination of talents and whatever, and his upside's actually super high. He just keeps winning everywhere he goes. Um, could be the case. I don't know. I'm not really ba- banking on it. Well, those are good lists. Those are good lists. I'm really curious now that you guys see this. So there's two names to me that jumped out as we did these lists. Two names. Tari Eason and Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. You had both of them on multiple lists, and you had both of them at the top of multiple lists. Um, they're also one and two on my board. They're also one and two on your road. So you get Jalen Williams as number one shooter and number one ready now. You get Tari Eason as number one upside and number yep. one defense. Yeah. I love me some Tari. Yeah. Eason... I- for everything we've been talking about, about what the Nuggets need for the last two years, I feel like Eason more than anybody fits that mold. So I know this, like people, when they buy a house, you know, they'll set up, they'll set a budget. They'll say, you know, I got $300,000 to spend. I want to you know, find a house in this range. This is years back. Not now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> now to, I got $1 million to send. Show Cash. me some houses. Yeah, Show good. me those same houses Show. you showed the other guy 10, uh, years. Yeah, 10 years ago. Exactly. No. All right. Let's say somebody says I have $500,000. All right. We want to see a house. Yeah, you show them the five hundred thousand dollar house, and like, hmm, they're like this. I like this. I like this. You show them the four hundred eighty. They're like, ooh, it's a little cheaper. I skip on this. And you show them the five fifty. Just you know, why not? Let's just show them the five fifty. All of a sudden, they're like, that's the one I want. Well, it's, yeah, but it's out of your budget. Well, then why'd you show it to me? A lot of this is like Tari Eason. Some of these guys were like, he's man, right on that line. That would be man. perfect. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's just like, what? It's almost if he does end up going sixteen, fifteen, fourteen. It's one of those things where it's like, of course he's perfect. Because he's not in the same caliber of player. Yeah. That's why my board is horseshit. It's just all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, your boy? Who's my boy? Gabriel Prochita. Oh, yeah. One guy we haven't talked about. Yeah, one guy we haven't talked about. But he's, he's been getting some buzz. He's getting flying up boards yeah. lately. <laughs> one of the uh, highest risers in the uh, pre-draft process, it seems like. Gabriel Prochita out of Italy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing I'm so bu- his name right, Andre. I'm so bummed Andre's not here. Yeah, or to yeah. our Italian. But um, he is one of the best shooters in the draft and nice. also a great athlete. He's probably a draft and sash guy out of Italy, 20 years old, projected it is early funny. second round pick. It is funny because all these guys that are on your list are like they're great shooters or they're great defenders or some where they're like great at one and OK at the other. This is a guy that projects to be good as a slasher. He's like Rudy. For, he reminds me of Rudy Fernandez. Little I watched okay. him. Well, just fun. like, you know, Rudy Fernandez was d- like dunk on everyone. Yeah, yeah. He would go, we talk about athleticism and then does it translate to it. This guy like tries to dunk everything and successfully pulls it off a lot. He's really long elite shooter or projects to be an elite shooter. Yeah. So he's got the slashing, all parts of slashing down. He's not a good creator. And I think his game is that when I say not a good creator, he's actually like really bad at it. And one of the reasons people think he's going to be a draft and stash is he pr- has all of these physical tools and then the finishing of those, finishing at the rim, finishing behind the three-point line, but he doesn't have the how to get there. <laughs> like, you kind of have to <laughs> set him up between those. So the idea is a little bit of b- adding some body weight because he can be pushed around a little bit and then also working on his handle that unlocks every other aspect of his game, but that's a year away. So Denver, maybe they do get into a point where they make some trades, they fill out their roster, and this pick is really more of a stash-type player. Right. He's a guy I could see maybe at 30 that's like, yo, in one year, this guy could actually be very intriguing, but he's not going to play next year whether he's here or stashed. Yeah. He can shoot the hell out of the ball, that's for sure. 6'8". He, he can dunk on people. 
With well, a wide wingspan too, I think, right? Like it's six eight, and I think he's actually got like really good measurables too. So he's not just six eight; he's a long. Mm. He might be like a Michael Porter esque type, like you know, very very long player mm-hmm. that also can shoot. He's intriguing. I'll tell you that. He's Put him intriguing. on the top five intriguing list. <laughs> intrigued, intrigued guys. That does it. That concludes the podcast portion of our uh, pre-draft. Uh, oh, we do have a super chat here. What do oh, we got? Here we go. KB eighty two says. Is there a player worth trading 30 and 21 to fill Denver's 3 and D vacancy? Then Gordon can be your wing D, and the draft pick could be your perimeter D. Um, is there well, a guy? You were talking about Abaji earlier as that guy maybe, right? I just here, – here's the thing. That question can't be answered, I don't think, just on its own because it really matters what happens left. This is where the NBA is really interesting that the draft happens before free agency. I think the NBA would actually be very different if it happened. In, not better or worse. It's just everything would be different. Yeah. You could imagine if Denver filled out. We believe that their championship roster probably doesn't feature a ton of rookies. Maybe not even one in the rotation. But they have to make this decision before those ones. And and so that's the hard part. Do they know they have, let's just say, do they know they have Tybal and Contavious Caldwell-Pope lined up? We just know those deals are wink, wink, handshake agreed to. Sure. They're in the bag then yes, maybe you can't afford and it didn't cost sure, those assets. Sure, you can sure. afford to do that and bring in a guy who's going to play 500 minutes this year, 15 next year, and then a bunch after that. You can afford to do that. But if you make those moves now and you trade two assets to move up to get one, and then all of a sudden free agency X doesn't go through and trade doesn't go through, and all of a sudden now you don't have those assets to pivot. So to me, the, the, the answer is yes, if. They have other deals lined up. I just don't think they'll have other. I think they need to use those yeah. picks for those deals. I don't think you're trading up those two with those two picks to go get a guy who's going to be a big factor this next season. I just don't. I, I think you got to find that guy in the trade market or free agency. I, I the one. I mean, I really feel more than ever that not just myself, but all of us in this circle are less sure about precisely what Denver wants to do here. Right. But I, I just think they're. Trade one of those picks and use one of those picks to me seems like the sensible and likely outcome. But. It seems mm-hmm. the most likely outcome. I do think everything's on the table. Definitely. Um, and again, like there are scenarios in which you move on from a Bones, and at which point, then maybe yeah, you do want a higher level prospect because right right now that's part of what Bones Whoa. represents to Denver. I'm saying what, Denver, what Bones represents is this pipeline that has not just right, right. like Zeke represents role players in the right. pipeline. Bones represents star player in the pipeline. And he's if you, the Nuggets Jordan Poole. I yeah. Think. And if you lost sure. him, you would be uncomfortable not having at least some something there. So maybe then you trade up and, and get something there. So mm-hmm. that would be my answer. Um, all right. That does it, guys. We're back tomorrow. 445. It's going to be a long one. Grab some snacks. Order a pizza. Get ready. Sexy uh, pizza. Um, sexy pizza. You're going to want to settle in at 445. Oof. Right when we hit record, we're going to have a lot of stuff and some great guests on. We'll see you guys then. Hit that like button on the way out.